I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. It's another episode of Glamour's podcast, Hey, It's Okay, where we talk about all the really serious and really quite stupid stuff that we do in the office. Let's go. We've got a cracking guest for you today. We're very, very excited to be talking to her. First of all, I'm going to introduce myself. Hello, I am Jo Elvin. I'm the editor-in-chief of Glamour magazine, hosting this Glamour Hey, It's Okay podcast with uh, my very able assistant, the associate editor, James Williams. Hello, I do try. Thank you. Yeah, well, he's multitasking today. Which um, we don't see often from, you know, the male corner. That's so sexist, isn't it? <laughs> I can't help it. But yet, sadly, yeah. so true. Yeah. But before she, I know she loves a chat. Um, we've got the wonderful Caroline Flack here today in our cupboard. Thank you so much for being here, Caroline. That's right. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, it is a cupboard. I'm really sorry. I love it. It's good. It's quite spacious, actually. It's just got a lot of stuff in it. Well, uh, nothing falls on us. It's always good. <laughs> it looks like it used to be someone's office, though. There's a phone. <laughs> oh, I think they're still in here. I think they just <laughs> died and nobody knows noticed (laughs) a lovely airless windowless office it's like you know you've lost the lottery you come and work in this room so how are you caroline i'm really good you look way too tanned to be standing next to me i've been on i've had quite a summer i've been on um four different holidays this summer um which sounds quite um luxurious you you can leave now hashtag pray for caroline my family all I, i actually um like I holiday surfed. So instead of going on one holiday on my own, I crashed other people's holidays and kind of joined four different holidays with uh, with my family, which works out a really good idea, actually. Yeah, I've been sort of like trying to not not very successfully cultivate some rich friends. Then, <laughs> they really come in handy. Hang they out do. at everybody else's expensive, yeah. expensive Ibiza villa. Your, one of your friends I saw was doing that. And yeah, I mean, the thing yeah. about holidays, you just forget how bloody expensive they are. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm kind of like prepared to spend money on most things in my life, but it always surprises me how much holidays actually cost so yeah. i'm all about crashing the holidays and yeah. you know keeping the the costs down <laughs> also when you're on holiday holiday money is like play money isn't it monopoly yeah yeah, yeah. It true you're still talking to everybody that you were on holiday with <laughs> that's the other <laughs> test isn't it isn't it yeah i fell out with my sister <laughs> i've got twins so we fall out it doesn't really matter because we make always make up a wheelie whose fault later. was it um uh, hers obviously hers. it's always her fault uh, no we fall out about five times a year so it was fine when I was a younger girl and we were like I was backpacking with my friends we used to have like absolutely dreadful fights about things like shampoo 
and you know who'd worn who is top and all that sort of thing but it is brilliant yeah. it's the ultimate test i think you can live with somebody if you can go on holiday with them oh it's a big relationship like, test as yeah. well holidays relationship a flatmate yeah. test. never move in with somebody until you've actually spent like a week on holiday with them yeah. so i think you get all their weird weird sort of idiosyncrasies that's yeah. the right word <laughs> you know yeah. you just find all their foibles their quirks yeah i don't think you should live with friends full stop oh really no just oh. keep acquaintances, people you kind of know, friends. Keep hedge between, keeps the friendship green. Oh. There you go. We're learning. We're learning and growing. We're yeah. deep already. Today. So tell me, what are you up to at the moment? Um, I'm working on a new project. Are you uh, going to tell I, us about it? I can't say specifically what it is, um, but I've been working towards this for a very long time. It, it involves maybe some more dancing. Ooh. Yeah. Well, see, now we're intrigued. Yeah. Now you've it isn't it just, and yeah. I'm excited because I am the biggest Strictly nerd ever. Are you? And you are just awesome. And you're the yeah, Strictly you were, queen. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Strictly led on to this being perhaps uh, my new job. So, yeah, I've been working on it for a long time. But I've got a long time still. I've got to workshop the job for a while and then it will be next year. Oh. Is there a roller derby involved? <laughs> No. <laughs> it's just an idea. Yeah. I want to bring back Roller Derby. We did a feature on a little while ago. And Are you talking Starlight Express? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I auditioned yeah. for that when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, well, I say kid, uh, 17. And I actually got offered the part, but it was in Germany, so I never took it. What happens at a Starlight? Is it literally just can you roller skate? Or You had to sit. It was a singing audition, and I got offered the part of Pearl, who's quite a big part in Starlight yeah. Express. Um, and I never got to the skating stage because I, I said I didn't want to take it any further because I didn't want to move to Germany. Any regrets? Maybe, yeah. Mm. But apparently all people who go to Starlight Express end up with a lot of injuries. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because we were saying this last night, we went to the theatre and, and yeah, people sort of say, oh, it's such a big deal, you know, people who can sing and dance at the same time. I'm going, go to any musical in the West End. Everyone does it all the time. Yeah. I'm talking about pop stars yeah, who often yeah, say yeah. they have to mind because they can't dance. But I mean, the idea of roller skating and singing. At the same time, yeah. It's hardcore. Imagine your, imagine your calves. Yeah. They'd be great. Yeah, well, I mean, yours are good enough anyway. <laughs> so, Oh, can you really tell us nothing about it? It's really, really, <laughs> really good. You're not, getting really out the, good. you're not getting out of this cupboard until you tell us more. What if I get your more? publicist, Alex, to leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> I still think, I've still got like something in me. You know when something's so good, I don't even forget this, but you know when something's coming up and it's so exciting, you think, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because something's going to happen where it's not going to happen. I'm a bit like that. that. And people say it's defeatist, and I don't think it's defeatist. It's so I'm, I'm, no, I, I think it's, a, 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 I'm frightened of jinxing things. Yeah. yeah That's what too. it is. So I'm not yeah. like a negative person. I just don't want to hedge my bets on it, you yeah. know? Yeah, so it's good. And so if this secret super project mm -hmm. that has been all your life has been working towards yeah. for this to this point in time, when is it actually going to happen? Uh, March time. Oh, Ooh. my God. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to come back when you can talk to us about yeah. it. Yeah, quite, quite yeah. soon, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, almost working in like magazine years there, Karen, because we're, we're literally now planning like March issues. Should we plan the March cover? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's a done deal. Yeah. Great. She doesn't miss a trick. I love she this. does not. She's always gigging. I love it. I tell you what, we'll see how you go in, the, in this sort of like virtual glamour features meeting okay, and then fine. we'll decide. Great. Okay, so here we are to talk about, hey, it's okay. Is it okay? That's the question we ask ourselves in features meetings all the time. James, are you okay? I'm always okay. You all right right I'm now, Carla? Right, it's not yeah. too hot in here yet. The, 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 no. it hasn't, we haven't got heated enough. Well, so we're going to have a very heated debate now. Let's heat things <laughs> so, up. Yes. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about, actually, James, I'm going to cede the floor to you because I know this is a real bugbear of yours that we've been talking about at work, this sort of like the overt displays in relationships now. Yeah, so I think the, hey, it's okay just to have a good old-fashioned, down-on-one-knee marriage proposal. I just feel like the benchmark now through things like Facebook 
has just been set so high. Like, I mean, maybe I'm just a bitter, sad old singleton. But to be honest, <laughs> but to be honest, I look Why at these... Why are you raising your hand? But I, I just think I would never hope in hell of basically being able to live up to these proposals. Because, you know, now it just feels like you need flamingos, hot air balloons, a theme park, a, a, obviously a flash mob, totally choreographed, a backing entourage yeah. of all the nearest friends and family. Well, you know, our um, our social media editor, Kat, who's often on the podcast, um, she's also in a choir. And she... Um, excused herself at lunchtime the other day to go to Parliament Square in London to be part of a sing a, a choir proposal for some guy who'd organised Thank it. God she said oh yes. But yeah, she was summoned in her lunch hour to go and do it. So I just feel like I'm just a bit worried that we're getting so far away from what it actually means. And I kind of feel like, call me a soppy old sod, but I kind of think if it was the right person, there's no bad way for you to ask me to marry you. If I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you, there's no right or wrong way. And I, I, I say this because I actually had a friend who the person dumped him because they weren't happy with the proposal. What? I know. I mean, wow, clearly there were other issues going on there. But my friend for <laughs> ages was traumatised thinking, I just proposed really badly. That's where it all went wrong. I went, no, it didn't really. There were other yeah. things going on, but you know. Do you, Caroline, have a dream scenario? Have you, are you going to sort of like set demands on <laughs> well, I actually think fiance? It's, I actually think it's gone so far now and so extravagant that it's now almost bigger not to tell anyone because yeah. I heard some gossip yesterday that my friends got engaged or like a, a distant friend and they haven't put it on social networking and that was like oh, yeah, that's radical. romantic that <laughs> yeah. they didn't put it yeah. on so now that's become a bigger thing um, but no this this uh, I've never been a sort of social media love displayer really I don't think I have anyway I don't know, I haven't been in love for so long. I've forgotten <laughs> what it feels like to want to tell everyone, look how happy I am. I mean, I, I guess well, it is... Well, imagine how amazing it's going to be when you are. It, well, I'm just, yes. I mean, I'm kind of yeah. torn, because obviously when you know the people really well and you really care about them, it's a lovely thing. Yeah. And actually, even those, the periphery friends that you know, the people who are really just your friends on Facebook, you don't really know them at all. Mm. Uh, I'm always happy for them, but I think I'm just slightly I said, worried about where the benchmark is going. And also, if that's the proposal, what are the kind of expectations going to be of the wedding? The wedding and the honeymoon and the relationship relationship yeah. and the arguing afterwards yeah. but you know what I always think I always get really really tense when I see I always think of it as more of an American thing but when you see the couple and he's proposing on the big jumbotron at say the Super Bowl and I, I I'm always tense just thinking well maybe she's just said yes because yeah. how bloody awkward to say no at that point and I so I'm always questioning the realness of that relationship if you have to go to those lengths we always say it'd be quite to be... fascinating to follow up how many people actually went through with a marriage you know, those, those huge sort yeah. of level proposals that sort of massive big budget proposals it would be interesting to see how many of them really followed through I, with I, the I vows story, I know a story about a guy who got dressed up as a cat because his girlfriend loved cats <laughs> and waited at the airport for her with a sign saying will you marry me and she looked at him and went get in the car yeah, I know. Um, well, well, they she, got in the car. And she she went cats. Met not, someone else. Not, oh, I was going to say not oh, the response. No. Not yeah. the response you're looking for. So, okay, so she'd met someone before. She didn't go. Jesus Christ, he's come as a cat. No, um, she just went. I can't get in the yeah. car. But also, can we just picture being that guy? He's dressed as a giant cat. He's making a total tit of himself. He's putting himself out on a limb, and it yeah. was a no. I mean, as awful as that is, how strong is your friend to do that? Because I, I think in public, I might have just gone, yes, yes, yeah, sure. great. Actually, a few weeks later, invented yeah. some big reason that they had yeah. to break but, up. I think I'd be. I think I'd be with her. I don't have a poker face. So even yeah. if I sort of went, yes, we my face talk. would be like t- t- saying, no, abort, abort. Do you want to hear about my proposal? Yes. Well, we love hearing because Joe had a very low-key wedding. So I, I don't well, you've ever told us about well, the proposal. Well, low, there's low-key. I mean, there's low-key and then there's my proposal, okay? <laughs> Which is almost like flatlining, all right? It's like I was washing the dishes at my mother-in-law's house and she 
innocently said, I think we'd been going out about five years at that point. And she said, do you think one day that you two will ever get married? And I was a bit sort of like, felt a bit put on the spot and a bit, oh, oh, I don't know. And and my husband said something to her like, I don't know, like being or him being all awkward as well, which sent me into a massive foul mood with him. I was just so angry with that reaction. I was sort of like sitting there stewing, thinking, well, what, what have I been doing here for five yeah. years? You know, <laughs> so I didn't speak to him for about four hours after that. And then we had to get on the train and I continued the sort of like the silent, you know, you're dead to me sort of treatment. And he just went, well, look, of course I want to get married. Let's get married. All right. And that was it. No. And then he got a ring. <laughs> No. <laughs> Can you see a ring? Oh my god! We were journalists. We didn't have any money. But, but you yeah. see, but that's this, almost better. But, and it proves my I point. Like, thank but, you for being polite yeah. about that. But you know, no, I mean, but it, it does totally yeah. prove my point. It's yeah. the right person. There's no bad way to ask that well, question. I think he's the right person. Well, I'll let you know. <laughs> how long's it been now? Is he still sixteen? Yes. <laughs> is he still possibly just being road tested? <laughs> My sister met her partner at the time 10 years ago and he drove me home for Christmas and they were going to Thailand and he told me in the car on the way home that he was going to propose to my twin. twin. Now, when you're a twin, you have this thing where you tell each other everything. So when I got back, she kept looking at me and I was like, she's like, what? Why do you keep looking at me? And I'm like, she's like, what is it? And I'm like, I can't keep it in. And she said, what? I went, he's going to propose in Thailand. Oh, right, Caroline. Right, I don't know how oh. I feel about that. Right, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. <gasps> oh no! I mean, that—that's even worse. I'm so I- sorry for your sister. That's an excellent I story. I know. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. We, we I've had some friends like that where a few times you just like, this is going to be it. This is going to be yeah. the dinner. This is going to be the holiday. And every time, and it's like it's just so awkward. And yeah. now, now you just stop talking about it because. You just feel like you can't put them through the, the mill and they're still hanging on, hanging on in there. And I'm like... See, that's the thing. I worry that we're going to offend people who have had the wonderful, grandiose, romantic proposals. But I don't know. I just feel really uneasy about it. I think, you know, I think I, I'm going to blame social media again. Love has just got too big. Reality television and all of that. Everyone's doing everything for everybody outside a relationship, mm-hmm. not in the relationship. That's exactly. the final word. On that. On yeah. that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. 
Okay, so I guess um, we may have answered this question. If so, sometimes it is all right to say no. If we're sort of, I, I wanted to talk about when is it all right to say no? Obviously, when you don't love someone enough to marry them, say no to the proposal. <laughs> but what about, I, I don't know about you, Caroline and, and James, but I am just, it's, you know, sort of like where I've just come out of fashion weeks and it's, I don't know, there's just this feeling of either obligations to say yes to taking on too much and then that horrible feeling of, what if I say no to an event or something and then it's the best night ever for everybody? So I kind of like, when is it okay to say no to commitments? Well, I don't know about you, Caroline, but I, I've really had to embrace the power of no um, because I think I'm generally quite a people pleaser in the sense that, you know, I will always try to be there for your weddings, your birthdays, your bar mitzvahs, you know, anything. You know, I, I find it very hard to say no to things. And I don't think it's a FOMO thing. I think I think it's just a general thing of I kind of like my friends and I want to be there. But um, I do have other friends who have always said to me, you spread yourself far too thin. You've got, you know, a demanding job. You've got a lot of things connected to it. You need to do socially for work. You can't possibly do all these things. So I have in the last couple of years been trying to harness the power of no. And I have to say, I am feeling a bit better for it. I think... Um, you know, sometimes you can't be there for everybody. And I think I also have friends on the flip side who say yes to everything and never come good on it. And you don't want to be that person. Yeah. So I think yep. sometimes... It's... I think I am that person. I overcommit and yep. then freak out about what the hell I'm going to do. Yep. Yeah, I've got a friend like that. And she and she constantly lets me down. But I love her dearly. But I know when she says yes, I know you're not coming. Exactly. Just, I know you're not coming. Whereas this probably makes me sound like quite bad person but I'm really good at saying no mm. to things no, and to the me. point where sometimes I have to be convinced to say yes more work stuff and having to go to things yeah. and, and events and stuff like that I always go to birthdays and always, and always make time for that um but I've, I, I don't know what it is I, I read that book yes man did you read that and I no. think I'm gonna say yes to more things mm. rather than say no to more things because when you say yes it leads on to other things doesn't yeah. it and, you, and again you never know what's gonna happen if that's, you go to that I, thing I, I think that that's what spurs me on yeah because I have had amazing opportunities come out of doing things that perhaps I didn't really want to at the time and I've met well, this yeah. person I, yeah. I think it's twofold I think yeah. saying yes to things that push you out of your comfort zone that's a good thing I think I think we're talking about two and I think even in your career sometimes taking that leap when you're not even sure about it can be the best thing ever like I literally don't know what I'm doing right now with this podcast <laughs> but we've said yes and we're taking the leap we're running with it yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. um, but I mean I do also have the, the friends of mine that are notoriously bad at saying yes to things it's almost like it's that slightly that they they people really want them to say yes so they'll keep being invited and when they get a yes from that person it's like literally so my, me being the person that's always there it's like oh yeah you're all, you're always there but when my friend my friend that barely ever shows his face at anything comes in it's literally they've won the lottery they're so excited it's like he's <laughs> deigned to grace them with his presence but you know i love you dearly as a friend and somebody i trust if i trust and love you enough to say I really want to come to that thing, but I know I'm going to be knackered. So yeah. I'm just going to say no just now. Say no. Yeah. And and I love the people who understand that. Yeah. I have a couple of friends who really don't understand that. So I end up lying to them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then they get upset anyway. Yeah. But yeah. also, yeah. how? where do you feel? Because I always feel like the birthday. And I, I, one of my rules in life is, and I think because I do pretty much always show up. But if I ever on somebody's birthday, I'm not going to turn up. I don't tell them beforehand. <gasps> I text to apologize the next day. Oh. Wait, r- roll with me on this one. My, She's not happy. I know, but the rationale here is, right, if it's, okay, Caroline, it's your birthday, you're getting a bit stressed out, you're organising a party, you're waiting for everyone to turn up, and suddenly, in that last sort of three hours in the build-up, all you get is a load of messages, people going, sorry, uh, couldn't get a sitter, or or stuck in traffic, or I've got to work tomorrow, can't make it. You just get that litany of, like, basically people bailing on you, and I just think that just makes your stress so much worse, So my theory is, wait until the next day 
when they've had an amazing time, they've forgotten all about that and all the people that didn't show up, they're still on a high from the party and then you just send a text next day going, really sorry I didn't make it, hope you had a brilliant night. And then they're like, yay. Unless they'd spent their birthday party singing in an empty room sort of like you know tumbleweeds flowing mm-hmm. through blowing oh, a stream into your, your, themselves your, your, the, your place name matches yeah. in the wind masking the sound of their tears if it's a, a sit down dinner guess. I would always turn up for a sit <laughs> yeah. down dinner you yeah. know but um, no if it's a party come on no I'm, I'm the complete opposite <laughs> I will really? always tell them before really otherwise, otherwise I'll spend the whole night just thinking they're wondering where I am mm. or I'll get a text from them because you will where are you if I'm going to cancel, I mm. really try not to do it on the day of. Unless, <gasps> I, and it's no, but yeah. it's awful because I get this is like, oh, here we go, world's smallest valley. I get migraines a lot, and it's like, and I, it's that awful thing. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh God, maybe it'll go if I take some pills. Maybe it won't. Oh God, and it's getting too late up to the time now. So I've, that's really stressful for me. But oh, no. yeah, but yeah. I do always think you have to remember as well. You're not. If you're going to a party, and I mean like a party where you yeah. know there's a lot of people, I'm not talking like a sick dan dinner of six people, but you know, ultimately you are just one person. I think they will not really, well, of course, they, of course they'd miss all of us because we're just amazing <laughs> people. But you know, generally speaking, like, you know, they, they won't really, well, I'd like to think they're not sat there literally ticking off a list in their head. Oh my God, that's me. It's so-and-so here, so-and-so here, they're here. No one came, they didn't come. Oh my God, they're here. Ju- having said that, we totally do that. that. A Glamour Women of the Year Awards. We literally stand there going, who's, literally, there's, there's a guest list in your head going, who's not here, who's Would not here? Would you be angry mind, if Caroline? we didn't let you know? Before that. the awards. Yeah, it's a sit down dinner. Sit down <laughs> dinner. That's the rule. That's the goal. If it's a sit down dinner and a meal going to waste, okay, rule. Okay. you well, always have to give up notice. Although, don't do. There's one person who shall remain nameless who texted me at 6 30 pm, bearing in mind the Glamour Women of the Year Award starts about 7. Mm-hmm. Just got a text, not even any hi, Joe. I'm so sorry. Just I've got diarrhea. That was my text. <laughs> Like, that was the most bold as brass cancellation. But then you see that that ties into my uh, my friend is a theory that if you basically drop the diarrhea word, it it basically just shuts down no any conversation because yeah. basically it's the ultimate sicky. Why why were you off sick yesterday? I had diarrhea. Oh, he actually says I had the shit. And you know, no one basically wants to talk about it, dwell on it. They want to move on. So and I like, know that person will listen, and I know you know who you are. <gasps> and thanks for that mental image that I'm never ever going to erase. Look <laughs> at that lasered from your mind. <laughs> It is not Dawn. Okay, good. <laughs> Although, yeah, yeah. I think Dawn. I'm sure that Dawn doesn't do things like that. Yeah. No, Dawn no, O'Porter, obviously, no, no. for those who don't know, yeah, yeah. Well, the lovely Dawn O'Porter, our columnist. No, she'd never do that. She's diarrhea-free, <laughs> as far as I know. Today, as far as we know. I just want to say, it was not Dawn. For the record. <laughs> Right, guys, I know I want to talk about one of our favourite subjects, money. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Remember money? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, journalists don't. No. <laughs> TV presenters probably a little bit more. No. But I wanted to talk about, it's something we talk about in the office all the time because we do a lot of careers features and a lot of advice on getting ahead in careers and a lot of people that we speak to, and, you, you know, I think the intentions are very noble. They're always talking about find your passion, find the thing that makes you want to get up in the morning. But I kind of feel like it's my theory is I think a lot of more female oriented finding your passion jobs are also the ones that pay absolutely bugger all. And I just feel like I was thinking about this a lot when, you know, a few weeks ago when Mel and Sue sort of like shock horror quit Bake Off because it's going to Channel 4. And they actually said in their statement, you know, we love the BBC. We're not following the dough. And that was seen as like, yeah, well done you. Good for you. And I just I kind of felt like, 
yeah, that's completely their decision and I respect that. But I would have also respected if they'd gone, ka-ching, we're off to <laughs> Channel 4, we're going to get like three times Make it rain. <laughs> yeah. But I get the feeling that the public would have been very upset about that. And I just think if you've got the chance to, what? It, why is there a weird shame in making money? I think the problem comes though, it is the ultimate taboo, I think, talking about money. I mean, you know... There's the classic episode of Friends, isn't there, where they all t- they're all earning different amounts of money, yeah, and I yeah. do think you know even it's you know in this modern age where you know post Sex in the City girls and, and guys will now talk about their sex lives quite openly, but I bet you if you ask that gang of friends how much they earn, it would be like oh I'm, I'm not going to say that, and, and suddenly they clam up. I do think it's the final remaining taboo we have. I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable talking about salary and, and money generally. Sure, but what I mean is like. I, I don't think there should be a shame in I had a, a coffee with a friend yesterday and she said to me the thing is I mean I got into this because I really like how much money I can earn <laughs> and that's such a bold yeah. almost socially unacceptable thing to say and I don't think it should be I always think Alan Sugar nobody ever said to Alan Sugar ever go for your passion Alan if you want to bake cakes because that's what gets you up in the morning Alan Sugar from about 11 years old I suspect probably thought yeah. right how can I make the most money and if you're a guy I think that's more acceptable yeah. what do you think? I, th- I think I, I, t- I take jobs for money all the time different jobs you get paid different amounts of money in everything I do um, I also take jobs because they're good jobs to take and yeah. I love doing it um, I, I'm definitely one of the people who don't talk about money, especially mm. with my friends. We never do it. It, it never comes up um, unless it, we're going all going on holiday together and we have to pay the same amount or someone has to pay this. Um, but job-wise, there is no shame in doing a job for money. And actually, I took a job I took a job over another job last year because it was better paid. Um, and I would say that, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, in, in your profession, it's quite, you know, I mean, you're very, very successful. But I think I, I know a lot of people who do your sorts of jobs and you don't really know, do you, what no. you'll be doing in five years' time. Ever. So you may as well say yes to the things that you can when you can. Do you know what I mean? Is, yeah. is that fair? Yeah, you've got to keep yourself, you know, yeah. you've got to know where you're going. You've got to know how much, I always know how much money I've got. I always know next year I'm going to take a job that's completely different mm. um, for other reasons. And But I know I've already got this amount of money there. Um, absolutely no shame in talking about money but why and, do you and, think and why you take a job. Why do you think we're suspicious of people who... Who've, that that's their motivation is it is it just gross i don't know i'm not i mean i think some, there are some people who are quite old-fashioned who think talking about money or people who like money and admit to liking money and quite frankly i think anyone that says they don't like money or that they, they don't think it's important is either slightly naive or lying or really rich <laughs> or yeah. Yeah, secretly very it's, rich it's really rich people who don't think money is yeah, important but um yeah, yeah try yeah. not having it people yeah. then it's really important yeah. um yeah i mean i don't know where it comes from but i just think you know there is also a balance to be struck. And I think you almost touched upon it a little bit there, Caroline. And I think this happens a lot, I mm. think, in the creative industry and with actors especially. Um, you know, you'll do the money jobs, like yeah. the, the blockbuster film, and then you'll go and do the art house movie, which might be a lot more rewarding. And I think you can apply that logic to a lot of things. Like, you know, I'm a big believer in the fact that, you know, I didn't get into journalism and you know to, for the money. You know, you got into it for the fact that it was... Good job. Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> but at the same time, there are people who work in the city and they have no life. They have yeah. no, you know, basically quality of life, I would yeah. argue, because the hours are so, you know, draining and relentless. But, you know, they're paid a shed load of cash and it, they have the burnout, don't they? They do it for five years and then they leave yeah. and then they retire on the cash they've made. Yeah. I personally would rather have a, a nicer lifestyle and a smaller paycheck, personally. I, I totally agree with you and I don't think that there's... Um, you know, I think it's great to... I don't think money's the be-all and end-all. I certainly don't think that it 
is the key to happiness. But for some people, if it is, I kind of yeah, I'm I, fine yeah, with you, that. You shouldn't judge anyone no, based yeah. on... Not at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's perfectly fine one way or the other. Whatever works for you, works for you. I'd just like to also confirm that Caroline is not doing today's podcast <laughs> for the money. Oh, this is where it gets slightly awkward. <laughs> yeah, you can take anything you want from, from the office. Yeah. because that's it's their if it's, if it's not yeah. nailed down flat, you can have it. <laughs> I keep there's something over there that um for your face is about to fall on yeah. Alex the publicist. Um yeah, no. We we're not here for the cash. I but need um some headphones. There's, oh. a, there's a there's a light bulb. There's a light bulb. I love light bulbs. We're now just going to do a trolley dash like around the cupboard. Sort of weird juicer. Are these all the things you get sent to the mag or this is someone this else's is all mag? The stuff that wired. Yeah. Oh, I see. They wired. get great um, stuff. They do. They they road test all of this stuff, so yeah. I can give you a lipstick. <laughs> Right. Would that be all right? That'd be lovely. Yeah. I love a freebie. I love yeah. a freebie. So, yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. Well, it's edgy. Money's yeah. important, but, you know. Money's so important, but it's not the be and end all. It's but not. But to some people, it's everything. To some people, it's nothing. It depends where they have it. But if you want to be my friend and work for the money and get really rich and then invite me to your Italian villa, yeah. that's or absolutely fine. Just anonymous envelopes stashed with cash. That'd be quite good. Just drop them off at reception. We'll happily take those. Yeah, oh, that, wanna, that oh. actually happened to my friend. Really? Got yeah, a big suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> was that Dawn? Is she in the mafia? It was not Dawn. Yeah. No, it was yeah. a friend who wanted an interview with one of their friends, and they would have done anything to have met him. So they sent him, I mean, a lot of money wow. in a suitcase in cash. And Did said, it work? I just want to meet him. I shall not reveal. Oh man! But can you imagine? But the the paid meet and greets, that's a thing now, yeah. isn't it? Lo- loads of celebrities do it now. How much do you tour. get paid for people to meet and greet I've you? never done them. Have I ever done oh meet my God. and greet? Do, do we owe you, Caroline? Yeah, you do actually. <laughs> I wouldn't know how much to charge. I went to a Mariah Carey gig um, this year at the O2. And I think it was 500 quid. You could go up to her and talk to her and touch her. That's pretty cheap. Well, I think Bieber's about two grand. But, and you can't Ooh, touch yeah. him. You can't yeah. touch no, him. No, you can't no touch him. I mean, wasn't, at one point he was sending in like a giant cardboard cutout of himself. I don't think he even I'm turned not, up. I'm not sure you get refunds either if he just <laughs> decides he doesn't fancy it. What do you get then if you took two grand? A room that Justin Bieber may have almost walked into. We found his pants once in his dressing room at X Factor. Oh my God. Yes. Did you eBay he was those? In the, uh, he was in Simon Cowell's dressing room that Simon has now, the one with the bath in it. Hang on a minute. This is sounding like a very, <laughs> very <laughs> unseemly tale. Of... And uh, yeah. we and Ollie were doing X Factor, so we shared a dressing room down the other end. And uh, Justin had been down there and we all went into the dressing room afterwards and he'd left his pants. But what happened? I think what, Ollie's still got kind? them. He sat on a Calvin fortune. Kind's. Calvin Klein's. crazy mm-hmm. people would pay God knows how much money. Mm-hmm. We're back on money again for those underpants. <laughs> for those underpants. That could be Ollie's retirement plan. Not that he needs one because <laughs> the singing thing's going quite well. But if he ever does fall on hard times, Bieber's pants Bieber's could be pants the answer. are still there somewhere. Clean, slightly soiled. What I mean, I didn't look. Are we talking? I think some, some of us looked. I say us. I didn't look. I didn't look. You did look. You totally looked. They look pretty clean to me, to be fair. Yes, she did look. Yeah. She totally looked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Caroline. Right, thank thanks, you. Caroline. It was really fun. I hope you've survived the <laughs> Hey, It's Okay cupboard experience. <laughs> and I cannot it's wait okay. to hear more about this secret project. Good luck with that. Thanks thank, you. Lo- thank you very much to my other special guest, James Williams. Thank you very much. This is, I am Joe Elvin. This has been Glamour Hey, It's Okay. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.